today's guest is Jessica Price. She is the Director of Customer Success at New Axis Innovations. And Jessica is on the Emerging Leaders Board at AFSIA Bethesda, amazing uh, organization and amazing uh, board that's doing some great work there. And then she was also in the ACTIAC Voyagers class of 2020, the, the faded uh, COVID class at ACTIAC for Voyagers. And then it's through ACTIAC and a lot of volunteering, Jessica and I both volunteer at a lot of places that we've kind of interacted and see each other at networking events here in the DC area. And I've gotten to know uh, you over that time. So Jessica, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So for those who haven't had a chance to go to a networking event, maybe uh, have a drink and ask questions, talk a bit about yourself, where you're from, who you are and what you do. Yeah, so I'm actually a Virginia local. So I grew up in Springfield, Virginia, went to what was Robert E. Lee High School. And then I stayed in Virginia for um, college and went to the University of Virginia um, and did the quintessential run back home after college because I did not have a job lined up um, and lived with my parents for a little while um, while I figured out what I wanted to do. And I'm assuming they made you do jobs in the meantime. <laughs> they did. So um, I worked and both my parents worked for Fairfax County Public School. So every summer I worked for um, Fairfax County as a summer school intern. Um, so basically what I would do was I was kind of the registrar and help desk for Fairfax County. So I would either sign up students or, or even adults for their adult learning classes um, for classes. And then as you know, the budget cut. Um, mm -hmm. I got more and more jobs every summer. So sometimes it was signing them up and then also being like the back office help desk for the for the summer school system because they had a different system than the normal um, school system that they used during the school year. So the teachers would call for questions on like how to put in grades and things like that. And then they really liked me. So they just kept finding tasks for me to do until thankfully, until I found a quote unquote, real, real job that would keep me employed for, for, uh, for a while now, actually, since I'm still there. <laughs> so as you were coming out of college and you said you didn't have, you had to do the, the, the go back to the parents place, you know, did you, so I'm assuming that meant there was not a, what, there was no job fairs or there was just some challenges coming out of you. Yeah. So when I graduated, we were still, um, still in a little bit of the recession. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember I have an older brother, he's a year older and he also in our classes kind of had a hard time. Yes, there were job fairs. I also, and I went to them and I, I, I gave it the good college try for a little while and, then about second semester, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to enjoy my second sem semester, final mm -hmm. semester of college, and I will figure it out later, which, you know, I'm very lucky and fortunate to, you know, be able to have that option and have my parents as a a, a place to a landing spot. Um, I had other friends, you know, who were trying to move to a different place or even trying to move to DC and, you know, really needed a job in order to make that happen. And so they were you know, much more, um, you know, focused on on finding a job before they left college. Um, I was lucky and not needing to do that. I went and studied abroad a little bit or not studied, but I did a, uh, I took probably like a month and I volunteered for two weeks and then I um, traveled for two weeks um, because I didn't actually study abroad in college. That was like one of my coming out of college, one regret. I could never figure out when, when, what semester to give up at UVA um, to go study abroad. So I 
just decided I would travel <laughs> instead. <laughs> That's awesome. So then how did you stumble into the job, into New Axis? Um, so one of my very dear friends, uh, Lindsay Tepp, who I think you've met, um, she and I went to college together and she was one of those people that she wanted to move to DC and needed to find a job. And so she started with New Axis right out of school. And then probably about six months later, um, she, uh, Imran Akram, our CEO at the time, uh, asked her if she had any friends because he wanted, she was working directly under Raza, um, our now CEO. Um, and he was like, do you have a you, but for me? <laughs> um, <laughs> and she was like, actually, I think I might. And so I interviewed, um, it was a much um, for anyone who knows Raza and Imran, they're kind of tough interviewers. You know, you see them out on the networking circuit and they're, you know, very friendly and nice. And they were all of that, but they asked, you know, the tough questions that, you know, I wasn't necessarily, not that I wasn't expecting, but also I knew nothing about government contracting <laughs> at the time. So I was like, um, I hope I hope um, I hope I sound intelligent and I hope I'm answering their questions. Um, Imran really loves the like, you know, what are you going to do with your life in or what are you looking for in your career? Like the big open ended questions. Um, I still remember that. And I still remember. Um, and he would constantly ask me those during my uh, reviews in the, the beginning years. I still am not sure I have a great answer, but always good. Always good to be asked and always good to have to think about it. Oh, so I see you've had multiple roles. How did that come about? Did you have opportunities? They came to you or you sought them? Yeah, that's a good question. So when I started at New Axis, we were, we were a very small company. Um, we probably had one major contract with the federal government and were a, had just won a, an IDIQ that was under protest. Um <laughs> And then we had a couple small subcontracts and things like that. So I was really brought on to kind of help Imran organize. Um, we we had just, they had just stood up BD as a full-time um, job with Raza coming off a contract and Lindsay being there for proposals. And then I was kind of the the catch-all. Um, we didn't, they didn't have a contracts manager at that time. Um, everybody else, um, I think we had, Everyone else was mostly part-time. We had a part-time recruiter. Um, we had full-time HR. So I was kind of the person that they wanted to like plug all of the the gaps that um, you know Imran was was too busy to to fill. So I started with kind of actually managing the 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 burn right on contracts mm -hmm. um, and figuring that out and contracts. They wanted me to you know start reviewing. They sent me to. Um, I think it was a management concepts class. I think they're still around um, on like GovCon 101 and, and contracting. And so I had to read all of our contracts, um, review them, and then also manage um, the the burn rate for all of our contracts because nobody was really part-time finance. So nobody was really <laughs> managing it that closely. Um, and that kind of morphed into basically being, if there was a job, it was mine. <laughs> um, so I started um, invoicing for the contracts um, since I was already managing the hours. Um, and since I was invoicing for the contracts, they were like, well, you should probably start 
like paying attention to how we price the contracts. So that was actually my first introduction to business development was through pricing, which I think is not necessarily everyone's normal way of getting introduced to business development. Um, and, you know, as, as I, you know, as time went on, I just kept taking more and more tasks and, you know, it's not that Imran gave me full contract <laughs> negotiation <laughs> authority on day one. He was definitely still very involved in that. But as my skills grew, his trust in me grew, and I kind of took that on more and more. And at a certain point, it became that there were too many jobs for just me to, to manage. Um, we invested in, you know, CMMI and ISO certification. So that was also under my purview as, as a job. I implemented all of those systems for us. Um, and so with that contracts, I even recruited a little bit, <laughs> um, you know, we, there was, it came a time where I was like, I can't do all five jobs. And we, we hired some more people. And then they asked me, well, what is it that you actually want to do? I had, they gave me, a, gave me an option of, you know, I, if I wanted to stay in more of the operations contract management, we would, they would invest in, you know, actually, you know, more than just, you know, contracting 101, <laughs> um, because we did, we were reaching a point, especially with, um, you know, NDAs and TAs and things like that, where, you know, I was using my nice bachelor's degree, you know, in logic to see, say what I thought was, you know, um, a good agreement, but I didn't, I'm, don't have any formal training and not a, not a lawyer. You know, we had a lawyer that we could consult, but obviously lawyers are very expensive. You don't want to consult them on every single agreement. So right. we, I, I decided that that wasn't the track I wanted to take. Um, and I was more interested in business development. So we hired a full-time contracts manager with actual experience, <laughs> <laughs> but it's still, that's, that's amazing that they, uh, you know, over time you build trust enough yep. to kind of craft the role, if you will, that you wanted to take. Um, and that's unique, uh, unique to small business. How about I mm -hmm. say unique to yeah. a small, if you get in when a business is small, everybody does a little bit of everything. I've worked for a few companies that were 15 or less. Absolutely love that experience, but everybody does a little bit of everything. And then you're right, as it grows, there becomes opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the benefits of that too is now that I'm basically you know full-time business development as as much as you can be in in this still we're now a mid-sized you know full and open business but um that knowledge has been very valuable I think the things especially from the contracts and having to negotiate TAs and stuff like that not being on the BD side like I know exactly what my team is going to ask what they're going to want um, to see. And, you know, you can have those, those conversations ahead of time with other companies. And then also things like putting together CTAs. I think those are becoming much more common these days. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I've known about them for, for a very long time and, and, you know, um, different things that are more on the business side of business development, um, that not necessarily, I don't think everyone gets exposed to if they come up straight, just, you know, as like a BD analyst, um, um, you know, so yeah. the, the, I, I, I found that I found that when talking to other people, them being able to share that knowledge that I've learned that they just haven't been exposed to. Yeah, it's very interesting. And then where did the title customer success come from? 
So I, that came from, um, I'm well, you knowing our company, Raza has been a customer experience evangelist for years. And we, at a certain point, we decided, um, you know, our titles weren't really aligned with the company um, vision and, and mission. And also, I mean, you know, anyone can see it on my LinkedIn. My previous title, title was capture manager and capture director. And it's just awesome. It's not very friendly sounding. Like who wants to take a call from someone, you know, with title with capture in their title, the right. amount of times at these networking events, I've been asked what I'm trying to capture is, is kind of funny. I'm like, well, you guys know, for anyone who's taking a Shipley class, like capture is one of the phases in the business development life cycle. So I'm like, everyone knows why it's a title or a lot of people know. I'm sure there are people who don't know. Um, but you just want to poke fun that like, um, they make the capture the flag jokes and all that good stuff. <laughs> no, I agree with you. Customer success rolls off the tongue much better. And I think it's probably even better description of what you're Yeah, doing. exactly. I mean, and that is, that is my role is obviously it's business development. So it's to, you know, partially find and win new work, but we're not going to keep winning new work if we're not successful at the work that we have. And that that's truly my role is once we've, once we've engaged just to make sure that the client is, is successful, whether that is, you know, then needing me to connect them with other people within the organization that, you know, aren't supporting them um, or, you know, helping, helping our, our delivery team in any sort of way. Or, or encouraging them that you could also do that other thing that they, they're they not doing well. Hey, we could do that for you too. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so as you've kind of gone through this interesting um, maturation that brought you to where you are today, if, looking back, are there some things you you might say, oh man, now that I've learned this, I want to share it with somebody um, yeah, have helped you in terms of how you've been able to grow your career, you know, as it was happening, right. We all kind of fall into it. Sure. sure We're doing some things that are causing that to happen, right. We put ourselves in the right position at the right time and the right amount of work ethic and the right effort and, and caring. But also there's a, there's a bit of, you know, maybe skills that we should have had that could have changed it faster or, or, Mm -hmm. so I'm just curious what you might recommend to, to someone who's considering, doing similar work yeah I mean I think always ask uh you know where so the nice thing with you know I've only worked at new axis but the nice thing about that is I've always been able to have an open conversation about like where where growth opportunities are at new axis um and new axis thankfully has grown so there has been there's Mm -hmm. been room for that for me um and so I've always been able to ask for training. Um, and, I, and I think taking advantage of it, um, even the things that, you know, for example, like I took PMP training, PMP is always, I think as a job, it's great for people to have. I didn't go through with getting the actual PMP maybe one day, but taking the class um, was was fantastic. And, you know, I learned a lot um, and I took all of the ISO and CMMI trainings and things yeah. like that. So the training was always um, available and open to me. And I think that 
shows the company's investment in you. And, you know, if for some reason that's not happening, you know, maybe that would be a sign that it's, you know, maybe time to, to look, look somewhere else. Um, I think make charting your own path is also very important. There's no, there's no one true right answer. Like I've definitely had people tell me like, Oh, staying at new axis is a mistake in terms of like not getting a diversified career experience to them. I would say like our company isn't, isn't the same company as when I started and I'm getting, you know, getting some, I'm getting diversity through, you know, our different growth inflection points. Um, But if I had moved on, it probably also would have been an okay choice. Like, you know, life's, life's a, life's a journey at the end of the day, you know, we're all, we're all going to figure out where, where we, we're not going to know where we're going to end up until we get there. And so just enjoy, enjoy the ride. Um, But I think one of the other things that I've really found um, important and enjoyed is the groups that different groups that are out there, like Act I Act, which, you know, is I think how you and I met, um, and FCA. It's, if you're not, especially for, for people who are in like smaller companies, it's a great way to hear how, how it is, you know, at other organizations, have a good network, um, and be able to, um, learn from other people, you know, without necessarily having to like change your job or, or do anything like that. Um, and it's also just, you know, a way to make, I've made some really good friends through, through those organizations. That's a great recommendation. I, I'm, I love the networking opportunities here in the DC area through FCA, ACDIAC and others that yeah. are out there. Um, and volunteering at those organizations is an opportunity for you to stretch yourself in another way, right? I mean, sure, you stretch yourself in your job, you're trying to to do everything you can for the company to be successful, but then um, the volunteering at say act IAC and a community of interest or FCA as a board member, which yeah. is amazing, right? There are um, just, there's a lot of nuances to that that will cause you to learn new skills. Exactly. So what what's next for you? What's coming up here in the next year? Well, I would be remiss if I didn't plug the FCA Bethesda Emerging Leaders Winter IT Lunch. Um, so that's that's my board position. I'm I'm a chair for that. So I'm planning that event, which is definitely, as you <laughs> said, a, 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 a way to stretch myself. Never never planned a, a luncheon before, um, but I'm sure it'll be great. Um, the FCA Bethesda Emerging Leader events always are. Um, and then I think with this year for new access, we're really just, um, you know, focusing on kind of doubling down on customer experience and seeing where that journey takes us. I think we're, we've got some great traction um, from last year and looking forward to hopefully continuing that um, and really focusing, just focusing in on our strategy and, and delivering on it. <laughs> All right. Well, Jessica, I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've been bugging about you for a long time on it. And it's just been a joy to chat with you and hear more about your story. Thank you so much for having me.